0: Yeah, no, going real well. It's um, we're actually going to have a Quokka showdown, Brisbane Track Classic. Quokka um showdown. Quokka versus Quokka over eight hundred. Which the um, Quok off. The Quok off. We do do love putting like Quok at the start of every word. Um, mm. Yeah, we, we had some very good jokes, which I'm sure you would giggle a lot at. Like our uh,
1: no, end no, end of no, season party. We
0: you know we had some cocktails. Um, you know, just <laughs> just good stuff like that.
1: It's the men leading Denny in the bodysuit and Hodges without a top. Behind them is Di Rosario settling into marathon pace. Montag's walk is proving rapid as backmarket Browning and his mullet set sail for home. Riding speeding tickets is McDermott and the White Tiger has been booked well over the limit as they approach the line and oh, that is close. That was the Athletics Australia Handicap and this is Athletics. Hey guys, Maddie Denny here. Welcome back to This is Athletics, a podcast that brings you inside the tents and behind the scenes to get to know the stars of our sport like you never have before. On today's potty, we have the first Australian woman to break the four minute barrier in the 1500. She was sixth at Tokyo, sixth at World Indoors, fourth at the Com Games at 2022 and 2018. And she's also the Australian record holder over the 1K, the 235.9. She's a two time Olympian, three time World Champs representative. And a member of the Athletics Australia Advisory Group. Guys, please welcome Lyndon Hall. Lyndon Hall, welcome to the podcast. Um, we did literally just say that we won't speak about it, but we've had to re-record this podcast and I can't stop laughing about how frustrated I am with it. Um, welcome back for a second time. What a what a life. You've so good I had to bring you back twice.
0: I know, and I think I think secretly you deleted it so you could we could hang out again.
1: Oh, of course why yeah i mean let's it's not, not really tell. a secret yeah it's not a secret. it's pretty obvious um because we made it happen again so thank you for joining us again for a second time um tell us how's how's things how's training what's what's news in lyndon hall's world
0: oh well, we're getting to the fun part of training now because you know nationals is scarily close and uh which means training's getting a bit more short and sharp and way more fun does tend to come with a bit more vomit at training and things like that, but it's it's, it's all fun, right? Yeah. So for.
1: for the listeners, like, what's what's the big change for your like lead up internationals and stuff? Obviously, fresh off a three k pb uh, at Mori Plant Meat, which um, happy with?
0: Oh, probably wanted a little more. Uh, I mean, yeah, okay. It's a it's a pb, a very small one at that, um, but. Yeah, we, we got started a little bit slow. Would have liked it to have been been on a little earlier, um, on the pace. But um,
1: okay, yeah, so a, so with that change, then like are you focusing obviously on the fifteen hundred now? Are you yeah? What's like the training change been like? Is it just less K's, more intense um, repages, or is it you know what's what's that kind of week look like changing into leading into you know your faster races for the fifteen?
0: Yeah, that probably pretty much sums it up. Get to be on the track twice a week instead of once and get to spend yep. more time in spikes with shorter faster reps and a bit more recovery so um really just living the good life at the moment
1: so you've got the qual focusing on worlds i mean obviously we've got the rest of the domestic and then the rest of the international um before we get to worlds have you have you any got like have you got any main goals for the 15 this year like if i mean if we break it down i guess into domestic and then international and then leading into worlds like what's what's our ideal championship uh, linden hall
0: oh step one's getting yourself on the team um, so hmm. that's that's a big one got to tick that, check that box one. there um, is a little bit of
1: a little bit of depth uh, in in the middle distance in the moment you could say
0: something like that yeah um, so yeah that's that's the first step and then yeah. they, my my PV is 35901 which is like very annoying i would love it to be you know at the minimum 358.99 like that just sounds so much better for like this much change um mm. so
1: a little bit more dip a little bit more just, dip.
0: yeah exactly um obviously
1: take take the tips from me i know the best for yeah running.
0: yeah for sure yeah. um <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: That was such a hey Matt, shut up, let me just stay in your lane. That's don't use lanes, do Lane, yeah, stay in your circle. Stay in your cage. Stay in your cage. Call me a monkey. Oh, Unbelievable.
0: Probably should use that. I'd bring yeah. you
1: back for a second podcast and you'd call me telling me stay in my cage. Unbelievable. Um what would what would your coach Ned say about this? One of my good friends, Nettles. Ned Brophy-Williams, what would Ned say about this situation? He'd back me, obviously.
0: Oh, he'd probably say giggles, pipe down, get back in your cage. Giggles,
1: giggles, yes. Giggles, classic. (laughs) Uh, For the listeners, um, I'm referred to as giggles. This started because of Lyndon. Apparently, I laugh too much. Uh, Too many of her jokes. So, I'm trying this podcast and and essentially in life, only around (laughs) Lyndon. to laugh less at her jokes, but I feel that maybe I'm giving her too much laughter for the quality of jokes. So, you know, just really really uh, like I guess reevaluating the way that I approach uh, you know, encouraging Lyndon's comedy.
0: Yeah. I mean you did spend a solid like three days trying to just not talk to me at uh in Seattle, which Oh no, that did was hurt. just like that, that was hurt. just a
1: general life change. It wasn't even to do with the giggles part, but that's but, fine.
0: But here we are for round two. <laughs>
1: I mean, sorry, that was oh, terrible. Was that, was so that a giggle? Funny. No. No. That was sorry, a laugh. Sorry. That was actually, that was a bit of a belly laugh. Um, but jumping back to to Coach Ned and your training squad, got a solid training squad there with uh, the lovely Katrina Bissett. How's, um, well, she only, she got back, what, two, two, three weeks ago from indoors?
0: Yeah, about that. The squad's been reunited.
1: Yeah. Reunited. Uh, back the, in full force. Uh, Come on, tell the listeners what your uh, squad name is.
0: Uh, for those who are not informed, we are uh, the Quokka Track Club. Um, and
1: why is it called the Quokka Track Club?
0: Oh, funny, you should ask. Oh, my um, God. So, <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Quokkas are the cute little guys who live on Rotnest Island in WA, kind of made famous by Roger Federer taking a selfie with them a few Australian Open trips ago. um and but
1: now currently famous because of the training squad.
0: Exactly. Obviously Federer yes, is done obviously. and no one cares about him anymore. No, he's moved on no, very he's fast, irrelevant. irrelevant. And we're just feeling those shoes and we are completely adequate to do so. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, basically it started as a joke because Ned is originally from Perth and, um, then we started making merchandise and then we were all of a sudden like way too deep in it. And, uh, and here we are.
1: How's sales? pretty
0: high oh look they're um they're pretty exclusive i think the only Mm. person outside of the squad with any merch is nara nang because she was very persistent in asking
1: um yeah no i still haven't got my uh t-shirt yet but that's cool yeah
0: Um, you gotta ask the right people
1: Um, yeah but anyway how how's the training squad though other other than the fact that you know you're the quokka track club you're killing it um how how's the squad doing how's everyone training
0: yeah, no, going real well. It's um, we're actually going to have a Quokka showdown, Brisbane Track Classic. Quokka um, showdown. <laughs> Quokka versus Quokka over eight hundred. Which the um. Quok off? The quack off. We do do love putting like quack at the start of every word. Um, mm. Yeah, we we had some very good jokes, which I'm sure you would giggle a lot at. Like our
1: uh, no, end no, end of season party, that. we
0: you know we had some cocktails. Um, you know, just. <laughs> good stuff like that um
1: when you, know, you get when, on the track do you just go incoming quackenado?
0: um yeah that or like helicopter um <laughs> <laughs> yep
1: yeah yep. nice no yeah, they're some, pretty good yeah some they're of the jerks good. work better than
0: others um yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Sometimes the helicopter lands, land. Sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, sometimes it just sometimes it doesn't get off the ground. But uh, you know, we do we deal with how we how we want to clock. So um, yeah, just quack yeah, and look, roll. So this is incredible. Um, so, I don't know where to go from that that was should we just stop now that's enough. we it's should peaked. i think we should it's stop peaked. recording that's yeah. that's the peak of the just podcast guys. thanks for listening no I just oh, okay this is getting ridiculous you need to keep some of these in pocket for conversations outside of the podcast <laughs> um so i okay, guess so you're gonna have a quok off at brisbane um uh who's 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 ready who's ready to take it oh look
0: you know you'd, you'd Probably say 800 definitely favors Katrina, but I'm up for a challenge. Um,
1: Oh, wait, so you're doing the eight. She's like, doing both, a 15. no,
0: no, we're both running an 800. So, um, oh, okay. I do feel like I'm entering her turf. Now, um, let's,
1: let's talk strategics. How are you, how are you gonna, you know, get in ahead? How are you gonna, you know, really get the edge leading into this race, Linden?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Probably just really try and, um, maybe have a few head starts at training. So if she thinks I'm, you know, beating her by more than she's actually beating me in like two hundreds. Yeah. Um, I think no, that could fair. be a good play. Um, I've heard
1: the trip works really well too.
0: Yeah. I don't know if that's, is that frowned upon?
1: No, 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 It's actually encouraged in Brisbane. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, I didn't know different mm, rules about yeah, Melbourne, Melbourne, you guys are all like, ah, we gotta, you know, be fair and uh, sportsmanlike conduct, not up here in Brisbane. Oh, no. good to know. Anything flies, you can tackle them. You, I could join the race in the last thirty meters, still win it. So, um, which I am considering. Interesting. But so okay, there's some great, great tactics, great game plans. Um, I like it. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what to ask you. I don't know what's legal in regards to inside betting and, um, and you know, figuring out who's got the upper edge here. I'm, I'm thinking you right now, Lyndon, but. I feel like uh, Katrina will have something else to say when I see her next week.
0: Yeah, um, I would. I would probably say so. Um, yeah, you would. You'd possibly think that maybe she's got me. Got me covered in an eight hundred more often than not. But so
1: with but the, who with knows? the eight, with the eight, like I guess, are you better? Here's a question from a discus brain. Are you better off, like, what's say? Okay, so say you're specialising in the fifteen, right? Your main is the fifteen. Are you better off being good at the fifteen and the three k at the same time, or better off being at the, Uh, better at the 800 and the 15 at the same time because like wouldn't the 800 dictate more um, I guess speed work as well as um, holding a higher level of um, like a higher pace throughout the race
0: yeah well like a championship race like nationals world champs all that you know it's often often a little bit slow to get started so if you know you've got a good 800 in your legs you kind of a little bit more confident at least that's how I feel I feel like it everyone's probably a little bit different with what what gives them confidence going into 1500 but yeah um I think yeah having a good 800 always makes me feel really good lining up for a 15 that's for sure
1: okay now Lyndon on a on a scale of um one to ten how good was that question for a discus person
0: oh it was so insightful it was like we recorded this podcast before and
1: you so was had like practice a s- was that like a set? I actually didn't ask the qu- that question last time, so uh, <laughs> I was forgetting. So, I that yeah, was so uh, yeah, I've got a bit of attitude in my um, head. bubbles right now, just telling uh, Lyndon how it is. But um, I guess I mean, looking at middle distance at the moment for Australia, it's pretty. It's pretty deep. Like it's pretty ridiculous. Um, as, as I watched Lyndon smile and nod, in like, yes, it's it's ridiculous. Is it overwhelming? Does it make you? Like, does it make you not worry, but I guess because it's, there's so much more depth now, like say for me, right? Like there's, um, there's not a v- very big field of um, men's discus throw. So if I qualify, high likelihood I'm going to get selected. But whereas for you guys, if you've got three, five potential athletes that are, um, you know, good for it, does that make nationals more stressful? Does that make it more stressful in the whole process leading into a, into a world champs?
0: I mean, it definitely makes that win at nationals worth a whole lot more, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it's on all the girls' minds. I mean, it's not a not a bad thing. I mean, it does come with, you know, probably a few more complexities than previous years have. Um, yeah. But, you know, it's also really cool to be a part of such a wave of, I mean, both guys and girls really over sort of 8.15 um, going really well. And that's, I mean, that's cool. But, um, but yeah, it does, it does make you want to be, be on for nationals. Like you don't want to have a bad day.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, that's very true. Um and you've you've obviously come off an injury over the last uh what was that did you say October? Uh,
0: like November, December.
1: Yeah, so and then you just like you come in coming out of your cross training and obviously worked pretty well to still run a PB at the three K. Um, how was the cross training? How was the what you would call living at the VIS um in return to recovery?
0: <laughs> yeah, I did um did maybe have a you know little bed set up under the stairs there? I was there so often. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick power ups between the recovery sessions.
0: Yeah, actually, actually joked when I when I got injured and was all sad. I, I treated myself and uh, I bought myself a new knitting pattern, and I was like, I'm gonna have all this time, I'm gonna knit this cardigan, and um, it it didn't go that well. I've only only knitted to like here from here because I actually spent so much time cross training. I did like none of it. Um, so, um, are,
1: you, are you like Eleanor Patterson where she's got nanorisms as well?
0: Oh, yeah. Eleanor and I have been comparing cardigans. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. We,
1: we both had who's, injury who's cardigans. Who's the comparison right now?
0: Well... She just finished one, She's finished she? hers. I was like, oh, my God, my arms aren't even as long as yours, so mine doesn't even have to be as big.
1: <laughs> it's double the work.
0: I know. I, I feel like I got it easy and she still won, so... um yeah, it has inspired me to, to pick up my pace. That's for sure. I'm like, Oh, we've got to, got to wear our cardigans together
1: somewhere. Yeah, um, look, I, I've, I actually requested one from, uh, from, Li- uh, from, not from Lyndon. I mean, if I requested it from you, it would take even longer. Apparently. Exactly. But I asked um, EP, uh, Eleanor about um, one for, she was going to, she said she was going to make me one for the pup. Uh, oh, I've made a few dog jumpers. I went through a real phase of that during lockdown. Well, look what we could do, right. I have two puppies. So Oh. I'll get one from you and one from EP, and then we'll compare, and then we'll have the real cardigan champion. I, I like this. Yes, I like where this is going. I
0: like anything that's a competition.
1: <laughs> I like funny winning. that. Yeah, funny that. That's yeah. uh, what. Actually, all right. Jumping into that, what what makes you so competitive? Like, is it is it a I was the youngest in the family, and I really wanted to beat everyone, or was it like that was just how like my household was when I was growing up? Like, what is it for you?
0: That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I'm the nice. oldest, so I was, you know, just probably trying to keep my little sister in a place. I maybe. liked
1: always being better than the oh, ones yeah. below me.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Just kind of like winning; it's fun. Um, yeah, it is, you know, like I was, fun. I was that annoying kid that was like, "Oh, you want to have hit a hit of table tennis? No, we're having a
1: whole tournament, and there will be a winner." Like, <laughs> it yeah, was no, fun. I've I've seen that firsthand at uh, at camps. It's it's quite terrifying. The fun. Th- fun thing is though Lyndon, your ping pong skills aren't at the level of your competitiveness <laughs> so it's great to have that little uh divergence of ability and confidence it's great
0: you just got to hope that everyone else is you know spent their you gotta hope your training
1: teammates yeah i you hope your teammates up there <laughs> yeah that's why you play doubles yeah exactly that's why i get stark all the time because that that guy can somehow play professional ping pong i reckon um <laughs> Now, uh, I guess looking at – we talked about your injury and like – actually, one thing I did want to know about the injury was you were saying about how you didn't like the cross-training and doing all that sort of um, like the pool work and the recovery work. It was a lot – would you say harder?
0: It's just not as – I mean, there's nothing fun about smelling like chlorine. Um, yeah, because just... like that's,
1: that's, I've noticed the main complaint is that like <laughs> – no one loves doing the pool work and is it like, is it because it's just in the pool and you guys have love being on land or is it because the pool works actually harder than the track work?
0: Uh, it's a different kind of hard. I think it's just like, sometimes it's like the motivation to get into the pool and then, you know, when you it's go
1: really what you love doing,
0: no. And when you go for a run, you know, you, you get to go with your training partners and there's other people at the track kind of when you're at the pool, it's pretty much just you. Like I used to, drag one of the speakers from the gym into the pool at the VIS and just like blast some music in there, try and like get myself a bit up for it. Up but about. it's, um, yeah, not, not quite the same as being out on the track, especially oh, when okay. the pool at the VIS, you can see the track. So you're in there like water running, like watching other oh, you, people train out on the track and tainted. you're just like, I hate you.
1: Um, Actually, that VIS ice bath is death defying, I reckon. It is
0: way colder than they say
1: it's, it is. It's so, it's so like, I, hate so usually at QA, um, Queensland Academy sport, I'll do 10 to 15 and I'm pretty sure it's about 12 degrees, which is mint. I think the VIS one's like at least eight.
0: Okay. Thank you for saying this because
1: I tried I, may, I I'm, I'm not trying to be a Karen here, but I did, I didn't complain about it, but I was like, guys, I had to get out after three minutes cause
0: okay, I like, only all made,
1: my body was cooked.
0: I got in it, uh, might've been like before Melbourne. Lasted like a minute, had to get out. I text
1: yeah.
0: Avish who's athletic sports science in uh, VR. So I'm like, Hey, do you know how cold the ice bath is? Like, I think it's real cold. And he's like, Oh, 12 to 14 degrees. I checked it this morning. I was like, Oh, I feel yeah, pathetic.
1: And I tried no, like three more times to get in cold.
0: and lasted like 30 seconds. And then I was yeah, in no. there a week later and this kid from like Taekwondo or something, I think he was, was just jumping in, like diving in. And I was like, That's can crazy. you, can you not, I'm, I'm trying to stay
1: in for a minute. <laughs> Can you make me look better somehow? Yeah. Can no, you... that it, yeah, that, that thing's death-defying. Yeah, okay. I feel um, really
0: good about that. Thank you.
1: Okay, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, now, going from there to, I guess, your training schedule now that you're back on on track, literally. Um, uh, that was a beautiful plan. Oh, plan, plan. Well done. Cool. I'm, I stuffed up my words, so that's even better. Um, what's your normal week look like at the moment? Like, what's your, what's your day in, day out and repages and stuff?
0: Uh, at the moment we're on the track on Tuesday and Saturday and they're probably the hardest two days of the week. Um, Monday, Friday, jog and gym, Wednesday.
1: Jog and gym. That sounds so good. (laughs) Just the way you say it.
0: It just rolls off the tongue. Doesn't it? It
1: Sounds leisurely.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then yeah, a bit of a easy, easy jog day on, on Wednesday. Um, and then Sunday, the least favorite day of the week uh the long
1: run which mm. it's just oh yeah we spoke about we, we were going to do that one when you're up in Brisbane.
0: oh yeah that's right actually so yeah, um, um have you decided where we're we, going to run
1: yeah so for the listeners we did pre-record this uh sorry we didn't pre-record we obviously are pre-recording this right now we as had a time. test run we did yeah technically it's a test run because the audio didn't come out well but in that version um linden invited me to do a long sunday run um and I said I was totally in if it, you know, schedule works and stuff. And, you know, obviously I'm a great distance runner, um, as you can see. Unfortunately, Lyndon, schedule's packed up. Um, I would love to join you, but maybe next time, maybe next year.
0: Well, I'll be back in Brisbane for nationals a week later. How's your schedule that yeah, weekend?
1: Look, no, nah, that's packed. like literally from like now, right now, when we're having this conversation to post nationals until you actually fly out. I'm I'm jam-packed. I'm swamped. So, uh, but that's fine. It is rough. Look, I'd love to, um, but it, it's it's you know it's just a bit you know busy guy. That's um, really sad.
0: I was running on Sunday doing my long run, and I was like, oh, I can't wait to uh, do my long run with Jenny in Brisbane. It's gonna be so nice.
1: Oh god, oh, I'm gonna have to try and keep it up. You've just broken him. my heart. Oh, what a test. What a test. No, that's okay. Um, now, now I wanted to jump from the the training week into kind of. A bit of a theme around fueling yourself, around your nutrition. Obviously, you have a a background in your study with um, nutrition and dietetics. Um, How, how is? Let's let's talk about the comparison between throws and distance running, because we had a bit of a chat uh, prior to recording the second podcast of, you know, same same but different. I mean, I feel like a lot of people mistake me having a huge intake just because of my like size and stuff um whereas i find i eat quite moderately um and i eat the right stuff and i eat the right times and everything but every every time i swear i watch a distance uh runner eat it's like four times like watching stewie mac eat food it's it's like he hasn't eat like it's like he's eaten for the first time it's like he's found the food that he's been searching for for all these years, and he's just magically destroyed four plates of food. Like it's terrifying. Are you? Are you the same? Do you get through a lot of calories? Get through a lot of food um, to kind like to keep yourself at that level?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest challenge for me nutritionally is like getting enough in, and um, especially with enough carbs to keep our our muscles all fueled. Because um, yeah, we're covering. fair bit of fair bit of ground using a fair bit of energy in our training week. Um, and yeah, sometimes, you know, you don't really feel like eating for a while after a big track session or like, you know, I'm a pretty prone to a vomit for a hard track session. So like that whole day, you know, for four or five hours before training, I'm like, all
1: right, like what's the most plain food I can eat. Um, and is there, is that like, is that to help keep it down or, and I mean, two-parter for that is when you do have have those chuck sessions um is there specific things that you follow up with um to i guess refuel or make sure that you're not losing any of that nutrition post-session
0: yeah it definitely makes you more aware of you know trying to get a bit more in post-session especially like if you've um you know thrown up a bit probably lost a bit of bit of liquid as well so you know smashing yeah. a few gatorades is is always pretty good after one of those hard sessions especially when it's hot um but yeah so there's
1: like there's different alternatives for those lactic sessions hey like i know i know people do um bicarb they do um, what's the other one uh beetroot juice uh che- like cherry extract or whatever it is um which is a supplement i forget what it is um to help with like oxygen intake and um and also um help lactic threshold stuff is that something that you do to help or um
0: i use in competition but not um not really at training only like a couple of times a year when i if i want to play around with you know how far out from a race i'm going to use it um or like just start of the year just to before we race to to make sure it's all working well i guess and just sitting well um yeah, that, that comes with its own risks of sort of tummy upsets. Um yeah. but yeah, no, I'm a pretty um pretty cautious eater on race day or big session day. I think um got a bit of reputation for just eating a large bowl of plain rice with like salt before races. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone's a little bit different in what they can stomach, I reckon. But yeah, as long as you're getting yeah, enough no. fuel in, I reckon that's uh step one.
1: I've seen I've seen you guys do bicarb prior to um some of the like some races and all that sort of stuff and it just does not look enjoyable at all
0: yeah it's not something you want to just probably <laughs> try on a whim you probably just
1: walk into it yeah don't yeah, yeah just, you definitely need to practice go and session.
0: make sure you're you know planning it with someone who knows what they're doing so yeah like um all of all of our plans we set up with our sports dietitian um to make sure that they're you know all following the the right sort of protocols and are actually going to help us rather than hinder our performance.
1: Yeah. So with um, like we've spoken about this before and uh, around, especially with female distance runners around um, iron deficiencies and um, and like tracking nutrition and battling those kind of, um, I guess, hurdles that you've got to deal with as being an athlete. Um, is there any... Any things that you've learned along the way to like battle that better? Um, You you spoke about um, getting trans, you've had to get transfusions in the past and stuff like that. Is that like a very difficult thing to deal with? Um, I mean, obviously you have a lot more knowledge compared to the average person because you've actually studied nutrition and everything that goes around that. Um, Do you have any advice for other people or um, around those kinds of things or even just in general, um, trying to be an athlete and manage nutrition?
0: Yeah, just a bit of an added bonus, having done a bit of homework on the topic. Um, but yeah, probably more when I was a junior athlete or younger athlete. Um, yeah, definitely had quite a few bouts of, um, yeah, iron getting a bit bit low. And um, we know it's pretty important for uh, middle distance and distance running. Um, yeah, and definitely have had to supplement things like that over the years. Um, but Yep. Luckily I seem to have, I don't know, grown out of a bit or uh have just sort of maximized <laughs> the dietary intake. So yeah, I'm, you know, pretty conscious of making sure I'm getting enough iron rich foods into my diet. So yeah, like um plenty of sources of red meat and green leafy veggies and some legumes and things like that. Um, so just trying to yeah, make sure that I'm getting the most out of the food that I'm eating. Um yep. which is pretty important. And then, you know, if I was gonna go to uh, an altitude training camp or something um where we know we've got you know more needs and things I'd probably think about taking a, a supplement but I'd be wanting to get you know a blood test before and after to to check in on that um not just taking yep. it for the sake of it um but yeah it's probably just something like even though um I've been pretty good with it in the last little while but yeah still regularly checking in on it just with the blood test with uh with my doctor
1: and with supplements like I'm I I barely take any to never take supplements. Um, like with that, I think I like. I, mean, I always like to say to people. People ask me about like, oh, supplements. Like, do I need them and um, and whatnot? And I always say like, they're called supplements. They're supplementary. If you can't get what you need out of like a regular diet, and I've always been really good. I mean, myself and and my wife Mia helps me a lot. Uh, around my nutrition and like she studied a lot of that as well so it's and also working with a dietitian all the time so I've always been able to be good at managing my food getting the right things so I don't really need to one take the supplements and potentially run the extra risk of um, any of you know that stuff around contamination or you know putting myself out Um, so yeah like do you still do you still take much at all Um, and if so, like, is it a convenience thing? Is it a, like a top up kind of thing? Um, does that make sense? Yeah,
0: no, I always think like of supplements, a little bit of like kind of that cherry on top of your ice cream, a little bit like, you know, you don't want the cherry without the ice cream. So you kind of, your ice cream sort of, you know, getting your, your baseline diet first and then you can kind of add the the garnish on top. Um, it's Mm. kind of like to, yeah, but you're not going to get as much out of adding those extras. That you know maybe might seem a bit flashier or seem a bit more cool um, than you know if you've not just having enough carbohydrates in your diet to start with because you're sort of already going to be in a bit of a hole if you if you're not getting enough of those or or whatnot so yeah making sure there's enough yep. of a base first before you start adding all the fancy bits is kind of I guess how I like to look at it in um, I guess my experiences um, yep. but yeah I've always been pretty cautious, I guess, around, um, supplements as well. And, you know, obviously if you are using any, making sure that they're all batch tested and, and checking if, um, you know, checking that online to make sure that they're, you know, either has to or, uh, informed sport and looking for those logos and checking the numbers and keeping all the right records of, of all those, um, batch numbers and things to make sure that you are covering yourself if you are using any of those yeah. products.
1: That's a big one. I always, I always log it, and I take a photo of the actual supplement itself, yep. so I have that on pocket all the time. Yeah. Um. Now, you studied at Florida State, hey? Yeah. Go Noles. How? Go who? Go Knowles. 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 are
0: the Seminoles? What is that? The uh, local Indian tribe.
1: Oh. Okay. All right. My bad. I was confused there. Um. I don't know if it was the uh, coming through my ears wrong. Um. <laughs> How, how, how was it? Like looking at being like going to college in the U.S. and competing and training over there. um, How did you find the comparison between coming from a big team coming back to the Quakers and being in a small team? Like, is there? Did you find a preference? And I mean, I mean, the other thing was uh, I was going to ask you about is the the classic freshman fifteen um was that hard to manage is it a thing um and i mean can you explain to people what the freshman 15 is
0: ooh um <laughs> so college definitely more of a like like i loved the team element of it like that you yeah. can't really recreate especially like i don't love cross country but cross country in the nca is really fun because it's kind of more of a team sport. It's kind of, you know, we never get relays as a distance runner or anything really, so it kind of fills that void because you sort of, I don't know, 6K cross country is uh, not my favorite activity, but when you're kind of running for your team as well, you kind of have a little extra motivation, which is fun. Um, And I was lucky to be part of a, you know, pretty strong team, so we were always quite competitive. So, you know, you were trying to be on that podium um, as part of that team, which is super fun. but I think it probably really suited where I was at running wise, like, you know, now we're, you know, kind of at that pointy end. So it is super, you know, a bit more personalized, individualized and, and specific, whereas, you know, in a, in college it was a little bit like, okay, here's our four fifteen hundred runners. This is you, what you guys are doing for the week. Um, so it was still event specific what we were doing, but it was probably, you know, there was a lot more people for the coach to manage, I guess, compared to, um our intimate squad of two. Um yeah, that we've got now.
1: Slight slightly smaller. Yeah,
0: but I guess like um I'm lucky to have the VIS as kind of like my home base with all of the sort of same facilities that we sort of had in college, which which is really nice. Um to sort of have that yeah, support network and I, resources.
1: I found that like obviously you've got you guys have got your two, um like you and Katrina and um and Ned I always that's I find very rare to have a small runners group. Like usually it's, you know, you've got like 10, 15 people doing reps together and like you're always, you know, quite loud trainings. Everyone's yelling, get your sets done. And you know, everyone's in a big group, which is still great. Like I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Like it's a great thing. Um, So that's why I feel like it's very unique to see um, you guys just being on your own, getting your stuff done and, and not really needing that and just kind of working off each other. Do you find that's a positive, negative, nothing really in it? Um,
0: uh, yeah. I think we secretly like that just doing things a bit differently. Um, so maybe that's part mm-hmm. of that just being small, but um, no, we are really yeah. lucky that we have a few different guys that um, will jump in and out with us and help us out, especially sort of for key sessions, um, which we're really thankful for, um, them when they come out, but yeah, we like to save them for the, the real hard, tough sessions usually. Um, and I think the community of distance running is like in Melbourne, especially like there's so many people that it's like, yeah, you might be the only two doing your session, but there's like five other squads at the track and, you know, there's a bit of a vibe and stuff and you'll catch up and do midweek runs and long runs with people from other groups. So, um, I feel like there's sort of this wider network, um, that you're sort of a part of uh, anyway.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, and no, I wish I'd be able to go for a, a casual, easy throw on a Saturday morning with a few mates. But uh, Go for coffee they, they afterwards? Don't offer that. Oh. Yeah, go for a coffee. Hey, guys, you're going you gonna to chuck some plates and we'll go get some coffee. Yeah, and, how good. You know, and then we'll have a couple of throws on the way back. it would be great. What a yeah, morning. I mean, I have
0: invited you to Long Run to be a part of this, so this is really on you. Look,
1: I'd Lyndon, lo- we're not <laughs> going to go back through this. I said I'd love to. <laughs> But I'm busy.
0: Okay, okay, I get
1: it. <laughs> God, it's just you're beating a dead horse right now. It's unbelievable. Oh. God, you, you're seeming needy. If anything, all right, okay? I'll turn it down. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, let's jump ship to uh, the Athletes Advisory Committee, um, which you have been selected for for Athletics Australia. Big, uh, I would say, big step in the right direction for AA and and providing, I guess, a, a more more structure to what used to be the focus group and now actually having proper genuine um, input and output uh, for the, for the athletes and, and, you know, letting the, letting AA know, I guess what our loves and frustrations are in the sport. How, how have you found that so far? Is it, you know, is there anything that you want to let people know? And I guess, you know, you've guys only met a few times, um, is there anything that you can share with us that you are focusing on in, into the future?
0: Yeah, so our Athlete Advisory Committee, I think probably officially formed, launched or whatever, maybe I think it was November last year. Um, so there's eight people uh, on the committee across a range of event groups from both the able body and Para Athletics team. Um, so we've got a really good diverse group of people, which is great. Um, and I guess probably our really big aim as a committee is to just be a bit of a communication link between the athlete cohort and Athletics Australia. So um, hopefully we can in, you know, in both directions, help everyone get along and sort of work towards, you know, we've all got the same goals to have great results at, you know, World Champs, Olympics uh, and things like that. So hopefully we can help both sides support each other to to do that. Um, so uh, if athletes want to get in touch with, with any of us uh, we've got a email address which is um athletes ac at um, which is just manned by the athletes that's not going to it is an Athletics australia account but the staff are not on that um and we've also like, got yeah. a instagram account so you can send us a, a dm there or get in touch with any of your local members <laughs> that you may see around the track um and you know Things can be confidential if you want them to be, Um, you know, that's sort of why we're there if, you know, athletes aren't sure who to talk to or, you know, a bit shy, or something like that. Um, Yeah, so hopefully we can can be a good go-between.
1: Is there anything that you would love to see implemented in the next year? Um, Something that you see that might, like, help improve the sport or the way that it's, um, you know, managed or the way that comps run? Like, is there anything specific that, um, you might want to have a voice on or trying to achieve?
0: Um, yeah, I think everyone's got very different, uh, I guess, things that they're really passionate about, which is is great. It makes it probably a more diverse group. Um, but I think uh, some things that I think would be really cool to see would be greater, more athlete involvement in, you know, the planning of the domestic season um, so that, you know, we have more athletes competing because then, We get better meets like the ones we've had in Melbourne and Sydney because it's like, oh, the athletes wanted to run at that track on that day. Like they said, I want to run a 1500 that day. So everyone shows up and it's a great race. Um, So I think, you know, really early, you know, off the back of the last season, we start having some conversations with athletes and coaches. Um, I think that would be really good because I think that helps everyone. It helps the sport um, if we're putting together a better domestic season. Um, So I think that's like a pretty easy thing for us to to be able to do
1: to just yeah. you know put together a better product just have my, yeah have, have more conversations around it and stuff yeah yeah so
0: i think that's that's really cool and then um yeah but you know i think there's been a whole whole range of things you know we've sort of had conversations around you know what athletes and aa can do around sustainability and um things like that or, or even like the end of year awards how that goes and um or team captaincy um
1: yeah, we've, you know, done some more. Yeah, okay. No, that's cool. That's, that's yeah, that's a fair, like a great start as well. Like that's that's a lot of topics to cover even just like I'm part of the Queensland Academy of Sport Advisory Group. And even like, you know, we have a lot of topics to go through, but you find that, you know, push, putting, pushing on change for even just two to four um, can sometimes be difficult because there's a lot of process to go through, a lot of things to be able to, present and actually give reason on why these things need to be implemented mm. um so yeah it's a it's a really really good starting point i i think that's awesome um yeah i wanted to quickly jump into the uh, domestic season as well so you've got brisbane track then nationals um and then that's it for domestic you've got nothing else
0: no it all sort of came to an end before it really felt like it got started almost. Um, I guess I had a bit of a, la- a yeah, late start a, it, with injury as well, can't, so.
1: Can't believe it's already mid-March. Like this year's already flown quite quickly and I feel that I've got nothing achieved <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah. I feel like every year nationals does this to me. And I think, cause it's like, you think of it as like the first weekend of April and then, you know, February goes by in a flash and then you're like, oh, it's next week. Cool.
1: Yeah, so I mean, like you get to nationals, and then next, yeah, like you know, a couple of weeks later, it's June. Not obviously, that's I know how calendars work, but like <laughs> in in my brain, it feels like a couple of weeks, and then it's June, and then next thing, you know, you're at what you, you know, on the starting line, you're in the circle for for quals and finals for uh, world champs, and it's like, oh, okay, cool. Now let's do it all over again. Like it's just it's crazy how it flies. Yeah,
0: it's wild. Um,
1: and then do you, what what do you know what date you're heading over for Europe yet? like have you guys got much of a plan around that or still kind of sussing out how how the domestic uh, the international season's going to play out yeah looking to head
0: off kind of yeah late may early june um sort of start start getting some racing done which is exciting um i think yeah it's probably didn't get to run as much domestically as I, I would have if i hadn't been injured so i feel like i am um, you know if, Pretty antsy to to get more races and he gets yeah, some more races so I and, feel like yeah. that's certainly a good way I, to be going over
1: do you do you enjoy like not that you race into fitness, but like do you find racing really helps like racing more often helps your performances of world champs and everything like just being ready for those because I mean anything can happen really you know in a fifteen and, and the dynamics of the way that pacing works and everything. I know, I, I know running. Oh, I know running. It's okay. Look at him go. Um, calm down, calm down. Look at my brain work <laughs> at trying to give words on how to run a 1500. But yeah, do you find you need a lot of races to be able to, to get into that race fitness for, for worlds? I think
0: like the more races you have, you know, the more experiences you've exposed yourself to, and hopefully you're, you're more ready if you encounter them again. Um, yeah. But I think, I don't know, being been, far by far. been a, been doing it for a while now um so i do like to think you know i've got got a couple of years of experience um you know to
1: uh she's been around the track once or (laughs) twice ladies and gentlemen
0: (laughs) usually three and three (laughs) quarter times
1: yeah yeah true that's true yes i was gonna make a 1500 joke but then i remembered that I don't remember the exact amount of laps. Um, well, we, we you know, we're always starting by
0: your thing. discus cage. A damn discus cage always gets in the way yeah, of our video I'm, footage.
1: I'm thinking, my <laughs> brain's thinking on how to throw that thing real far and stuff.
0: Fair uh, fair. Well, so, hard.
1: but yeah, so three and a quarter Three and laps. three quarter. Three and three quarter. Yeah, obviously. I knew that. I was just joking, making sure you knew. Um, now, Lyndon, before we <laughs> finish off the body, um, I want to jump into the home straight and also the athlete challenge. So this is never quick fire. Trust me. It's never yeah, quick Yeah, but I fire. got a practice you
0: run,
1: try. so. You nah, I still don't think it's going to get through very quickly. It's always a stop and chat. It's like a stop and go it's like on home you straight, I would say. <laughs> hey, let's get into it. Um, all right. Sporting idol.
0: Uh, it was always Sarah Jamison.
1: Sarah Jamison. Pre-competition meal.
0: Banana. That's it. That's my last snack.
1: Oh, your last snack. No, no, no. Meal. Meal. Oh, that's
0: usually rice.
1: Stipulations. Rice. Yep. Just rice.
0: Uh, a bit of salt.
1: What? <laughs> Do you have like, maybe you just, some you chicken just have carbs. <laughs> Okay, a little bit Maybe. chicken. All right. Any so- no sauces?
0: No, just uh
1: just a bit of broccoli?
0: No, I'm I'm gonna throw that up. This is like four hours you know what, before I'm, a race. I'm,
1: I'm 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 really looking back at myself right now and realizing why the home straight takes so long. <laughs> um current uh favorite Australian athlete. Doesn't have to be athletics. Um but
0: yeah. Oh, it's gonna have be my fellow Quaka. The one and only Quokka. <laughs> Katrina.
1: Katrina Bissett. Uh, coolest place you've competed.
0: Oh, I love Haywood field.
1: Yeah. Good spot. Uh, biggest influence.
0: Probably Sarah Jamison again.
1: Nice. Worst injury.
0: Oh, the last time I, the first time I tore my calf. Cause I did it in like three spots in one go.
1: Oh, the yucky. trifecta. No. Um, what did you want to be growing up?
0: For a while, I wanted to be a swimmer, which is, um, Pretty, pretty gross. So
1: you really went polar opposite on that one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, now swimming just means injury and I don't like it.
1: Yes, it's been ruined. No. So let's get away. Yeah. Let's move on. Get away move from on. the bleached hair. Yep. Uh, hidden talent.
0: Uh, Katrina tells me I'm good on food facts. Food facts? Just fun food facts. Um, like, do you... One right All now. right. Uh, do you know like almost every piece of corn has 16 rows of corn?
1: There yeah. you go, learn everything, every, learn something every day. Uh, dogs or cats? Love it. Coffee order? Just flat white. Classic. Now, jumping into the athlete challenge, what's something our listeners can challenge themselves to this week to get an insight to what you do? So Repages, what's a hard set? I mean, let's, let's make it a, let's make it a, cause we're on the theme of nutrition today. Um, let's make it hardest set and then what would be a a very good prep and recover for that prime, like that main set? All right.
0: I still like to give Ned shit over this session that I still claim was the hardest because there was a – surprise 400 on the end that he didn't tell me about so there were there were 10 400s getting faster progressively and i thought there were only nine until i'd done nine and i haven't let him live it down i bring it up at least once a month um nice. it was almost two years ago now um but yeah that's probably the hardest so i guess the
1: really holding on to that oh one, yeah you, oh yeah really holding garage. on to that Okay, Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just
0: like I'm going to hold over that, you know, that banana you owe me from that time in Rabat. Here it
1: is. Here (laughs) it is. It's back. It's. I knew it was coming. I Uh, almost forgot about bringing
0: that
1: up. I thought, I just thought to myself, grudge, banana, me, I'm in trouble. you are. And then I just saw your brain just go three, (laughs) two, one. Hey, you owe me a banana from Rabat.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Specifically from Rabat. It can't be from anywhere else.
1: Yeah. Maybe it's why I got E. coli. Who knows? (laughs) I know nothing about that. Um, yeah, sure.
0: (laughs) Anyway, so I guess the challenge is, uh, is, uh, progressively getting faster through your reps. That's, that's the, that's the challenge there.
1: Okay. And finish with a 400 at what pace?
0: Whatever you got left.
1: Okay. (laughs) That that sounds so terrible. Um, (laughs) And if you say leading into that kind of session, what would you do as like a pre-meal and then as a post-meal to recover? Or like post-meal and like nutritional kind of uh, basis?
0: Yeah, pre-session pre, pre a session like that, I'd be looking to do pretty similar things to race day. So my real boring foods, like my plain rice and my uh, my rabat banana. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Just nice. Nice, I'll slide that one in. Specifically flown in from rabat? Mm, yes, yes, oh. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> mm, yes of course yes nothing but the best.
0: <laughs> um and yeah my go to my go to for recovery is always uh uh up and go energize. Oh yeah. classic.
1: Yeah, classic. What's your favorite flavor? Fa- flavor, flavor? Oh. What's your favorite flavor?
0: Of course chocolate which I I, I imagine yes. you would appreciate as a chocolate milk man yourself.
1: Yes no no the chocolate milk is very goated. Um would I you would say it's say up and go to. I'm going, forget you said that. Um, I'm going to say that the vanilla definitely tastes like it's got sand in yes, it. Yes, that is akin um, to dirt. Which is, yeah, it's weird. I don't know why. Like the chocolate milk doesn't have any in it. I don't know if it's the chocolate or if it, you know, I don't know. The coffee's pretty good though. The coffee one's pretty good. Abby Caldwell, big advocate
0: no. for iced coffee.
1: Mm, yes, I love iced coffee just in any, any general sense of the term. Mm. Um, Strawberry always divisive like,
0: though. Where do you sit on that?
1: Oh look, I've I've led the media astray, I would say. Um I'm not like I'm not super anti-strawberry milk, but it's definitely like a two out of ten in comparison to the go-to chocolate milk. Um so you know, look, I if I don't know, I'm just not really that about them. Like if there there's no chocolate milk left on like a on a shelf, a cold shelf, like I'll just go, I'm not going to go default to the, uh, what is it? To the strawberry milk just in case. Like I'll just, I might get a nice coffee or I might just get a water. Oof. Water. Yeah. That's, so it's, it's not, not really telling me that much. If I'm super desperate for sugar, then, then I'm, I might. But it's usually like I'm on my last legs. I'm kind of like, you know, Really hitting rock bottom, so I'll go, oh, okay, I guess one's not going to hurt. You wouldn't be buying the 12-pack, though. <laughs> no, of course not. No, definitely not. But I think um, I think we've given the listeners enough quality content. Would you and, say uh, specific? tent? Specifics. Oh, God. Oh, oh, it's, uh, it's, it's actually impressive how ready you are with these. I don't know if impressive or worried. It's kind of same scale. It's close enough. <laughs> Um, but uh, I would say, yeah, that's that's us for today, Lyndon.
0: I reckon that sounds fair enough. I reckon you'd be sick of me and all my quality jokes. Quockity
1: jokes? Quock jokes? Oh, no, on. it's not good. No, I better leave. Lyndon, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on the potty yet again um, for today. And uh, I will see you in Brisbane for not a long run, but a Brisbane track classic competition. Very good. I'll see you there. Appreciate it. Alrighty, guys. Time to quack off for another episode. Hope you got that joke. Uh, if not, go back and listen to the podcast again. I hope everyone is having a great season so far. We're nearly at the end of the domestic season, not too far away from Nationals. But I hope everyone has some great competitions leading in, and I hope you're building towards that PB for Nationals. But, guys, thank you again for joining me. Hope to see you in the next one. And, uh, yeah, rip into the end of the season. See you, guys.